Hi, everybody. Jimmy DeYoung here. Do you know that God selected Jeremiah not at his birth, not when he was conceived in the womb of his mother, but in eternity past? God selected Jeremiah, a unique prophet that would come forth with a unique prophecy. He was to be the prophet to the nations. Well, I'm telling you this because in just a moment, we're going to study about Jeremiah and how he understood God's creative acts as it relates to Bible prophecy. This is something we need to understand, and if you'll stay tuned, we'll have a study on that subject in just a moment. Let me remind you that I have a series entitled Jeremiah, A Unique Prophecy, which is a five-hour audio series on CD. It talks about a unique prophet, a unique prophecy, and a unique purpose. We think about the creation concepts as it relates to Jeremiah's message. We'll do that in just a moment. Jeremiah and the Jew, Jeremiah and the Judgment, and Jeremiah and Babylon. These are the titles of the five different parts on this five-hour audio series on the book of Jeremiah. You can order it. We'll tell you how to do it. But first, let's have a study thinking about Jeremiah's creation concepts. Let's look at the procedure of creation. We'll go out of Jeremiah for a moment. Go to Colossians just a second. The book of Colossians in the New Testament, page 1262. That's if you have a good Bible. <laughs> the procedure of creation, first of all, I want to talk about the sovereign creator. The sovereign creator. Look what it says here in Colossians chapter 1. It's talking about Jesus Christ previous first 14, chapter, 14 verses in chapter 1, who is the image, verse 15, the image of the invisible God, that's the God, the Father, the God you can't look at and see without dying, the firstborn of every creature, a creature, that's Jesus Christ, verse 16, for by him were all things created that are in the heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities, that's even talking about angels there, or powers, all things were created by him and for him. You see, God the Father was the architect. Jesus Christ the Son was the carpenter. Remember? And God the Father said, here's the idea, and Jesus Christ the Son said, let there be. And there was. By him were all things created, and they were created for him. That's why he's above all things. Verse 17, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. When God created, he threw it into earth. He threw it into existence. And after six days, he rested the seventh day. He didn't literally, and this is a good study on the Sabbath rest, he didn't really just let everything, well, let's see if it'll spin. No, by him all things consist. That's a very important scientific fact. Because the Bible says everything's going to burn up. And scientists have been able to understand if you can take an atom and break it down. <laughs> Nuclear weapons. But they can't understand how everything's consistent. How's that wooden post standing there? You know, one day after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, 
He walked into the disciples, forgot to open the door when he came to the room. Just walked right through the door in his glorified body. One day we'll be able to do that. <laughs> That's the only son. Oh, I'm going to spook some people when that happens. But anyway, you know why? By him, everything consists. He holds in his hand. And all he has to do to let this old cursed earth be burned up is release it. And it burns up. By him, all things consist. He is the sovereign creator. Let's look at his systematic creation. Go back to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter... Oh, by the way, on the way to Genesis 1, stop by Exodus chapter 20. You just take a little side trail here. Exodus 20 for a second. I want to show you something. You want to know why the Ten Commandments are not put up in public schools? Let me tell you why they're not put up in public schools. It's not because thou shalt not kill. You think public schools want people to go out and kill? That's not the reason. Here's the reason right here. Verse 11. For in six days the Lord made the heavens. And by the way, I got a King James Bible. Glory to God. I got a King James Schofield Bible. Glory to God. I got a King James Schofield 1611 with the Young's notes in it. <laughs> Glory to God. So you can't get any better Bible than this. But this is the wrongest translation of the word heaven. He didn't create the heaven, singular. He created the heavens, plural. In the beginning, for in six days the Lord made heavens. And the Hebrew word there is plural. The translators just, you know, there are three heavens. I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. How would I know that? Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2, Paul said, I know a man 14 years ago who went to the third heaven. I think he was talking about himself. But whoever it was he was talking about, he went into the third heaven in the presence of God. Now, by logic, if there's a third heaven, you've got to have a second heaven and a first heaven. The third heaven is where God is. The second heaven is where the stars and the galaxies are located. And the first heaven is right out there where we see the clouds and the sun when it peeks in and out of the clouds. See, you see the first heaven by day, second heaven by night, third heaven by faith. Pastor, you can use that. Just get a poem and you'll have a message, all right? Send me the commission for it, if you will. But it's heavens. Okay, here we go. Verse 11. In six days, in six days, God created, made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and he rested the seventh day. And that seventh day was 400 million years long. And he told the Jews, I want you to rest the seventh day, 400 mi million years. Now, how idiotic can somebody be? In six 24-hour days, we'll look at that in just a moment, six days, God created, this sovereign creator created the heavens, the earth, and all that in them is. That's why they don't put the Ten Commandments on the walls in public schools. Because they don't have that philosophy in public schools. Now, chapter 1 of Genesis. Chapter 1 of Genesis. Let me, I am not a scientist. I'm a reader. I'm a student. And I'm just going to convey to you some information that I have gleaned in my studies. 
I'm not going to give an in-depth study of creation, but as we look at the systematic creation that God, the sovereign creator, did, let me just give you a couple of thoughts to kind of be an apologetic maybe or to confirm your belief in the word of God. That's what this kind of study does. You see, God is using through prophecy creation to prove to people what's going to happen. He's guaranteeing that King David's covenant will be fulfilled. He's guaranteeing he's going to sustain the Jew. He's guaranteeing there's going to be judgment to come by creation. Thank you for taking a moment to study the book with us. We've been focused on the book of Jeremiah, which is a unique prophecy. In fact, that's the title of a five-hour audio series that I have available. You can get it through going to our bookstore at our website, or you can call our toll-free number. Let me give you the website address. It's prophecytoday.com. Prophecy, P-R-O-P-H-E-C-Y, prophecytoday.com. That prophecy today is one word. You can go there and go to our shopping mall and order your copy of this five-hour audio series on CD, Jeremiah, a unique prophecy. Or call our toll-free number. It's 877-674-3298. Simple way to remember it, 8-PROPHECY-8. That's toll-free from across America, 877-674-3298. I'm Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for taking a few moments to study the Word of God with me as we've taken a look at the book. We need to stay in the book to understand the times in which we're living. And as we understand the times, we'll realize that the rapture of the church could actually take place at any moment. In fact, in the next moment. And having said that, there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...